This is the Transmission Times. Today, I'm writing myself a permission slip. And that permission slip gives me, the little girl part of me, the innocent part of me, the part of me that doesn't get weighed down by responsibilities to others, gives that little girl the freedom to create and play and be and experience moments of peace and joy in the midst of the crap we find ourselves in. We have just had a lovely sunny weekend. It's the Easter weekend and it's been a lovely sunny couple of days. We've had the paddling pool out. Um, The children have been really enjoying that. If they're happy, we're happy. And definitely having a long weekend has been really helpful for relaxing. It feels very precious to have those moments where you just get to relax and feel relaxed. I'm finding when I have those stolen moments, like right now my kids are in the bath and they're old enough that I don't have to be, you know, on top of them. Um, and it's like, do I, in that moment, catch up on emails? Do I breathe and meditate? Do I pull some tarot cards? Do I stare off into space? Do I fold the piles of laundry that need to be folded? I used to have time to do all of this, and now it's just these moments. I feel like I know that I have it so much better than a lot of people, and it's hard to even feel like I can complain about things like self-care, and yet I know that that is hugely important, and I know that so many people are missing that and lacking that at this moment and that it's really causing that just total depletion that so many of us are feeling and I think in particular I have to say moms with school-age kids who are just trying to juggle the sudden responsibility of being teachers <laughs> and being in a profession that many of us never had any inclination to be in. What are we doing? We're waiting for the Easter Bunny to come by on the fire truck. I think it's going to come down this street over here. Yeah. We could hear the procession for ages beforehand. Fire trucks coming down the street and... Easter Bunny waving, and we were standing there, and our neighbors were out, and they were in front of their front door, and another couple had come with their son in a stroller. They were standing on the opposite side of the street. We were all watching this Easter Bunny. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? Great. Good. It's a beautiful day. It is nice out. It's really nice out. For some reason, I thought this was tomorrow. And then I was like, you know, that siren's really going up for a long time. And I saw you guys out there. And then suddenly I was like, oh, I should check. And it's a Saturday. Hey, you know what? Just the Easter Bunny doesn't just come by right. on a fire truck right. every day. <laughs> exactly. You exactly. got to know when it comes. It was just the three families. So it was like a parade just for us. And it wasn't really a parade. It was just a police car and a fire truck and a police car. And there happened to be somebody in an Easter Bunny costume standing on the fire truck waving. And somehow watching this... I just, I got all teared up, and I just felt like, wow, this is what it's come to. Standing in front of our own houses and waving at the Easter Bunny. 
I was back at the hospital on Thursday for the first time, which was good. It was good to be back on my ward. I feel like my main role currently is um, to support the staff and what they're going through. And a lot of the staff on my ward are unwell, so quite a lot are off sick. Some people are coming back having recovered from coronavirus um, with some pretty horrific stories, thinking they were going to die. Some of my psychology team that I lead are now asking that we don't work on the wards, um, suggesting that the cost benefit analysis doesn't really work out in favour of us being on the wards and that maybe we should do our work remotely through videos and phone calls. And this is challenging because what makes us different from anybody else have to work in the hospital, but also does it actually make sense? What are the benefits of us working on the ward versus the risks? to my staff and their family. So that's been weighing quite heavily, quite a lot of responsibility it feels trying to figure that one out and find the best way forward. The last week has been a little bit hard. Um, I think I might have mentioned that my husband has two jobs and his side job is doing the accounting for a construction company. And on Friday, the owner of the construction company was seriously stressing because he was going to have to lay people off. And he was really worried about it. Over the weekend, he ended up in the hospital, he had a stroke, and now he's in a coma. That's a week ago. He's still in a coma. We don't know what's gonna happen. He's 42. It's Monday, April 13th, and here I am in San Jose, California, and my COVID count is now three. I have an aunt who has dementia, who was living in a care home, who's now in the hospital dying of COVID. And now it feels like it's getting more real. Um, the two other people I've known, one has recovered, one's in the thick of it right now, and I don't think he's hospitalized. It's a family friend. And I'm struggling this morning to find some hope to find some way to process it all. And I'm gonna have to work hard to stay strong. I feel not strong right now. Personal COVID count, still two, still unconfirmed. Yeah, they both are convinced it was COVID, but who knows, because there's no testing. And that's what I'm thinking about. I think about this a lot this week, um, just the lack of testing. I don't know anyone sick uh, right now with confirmed case of COVID, but I know probably 25 people that were sick here in California between December and February with something different than they've ever experienced. They all say it was not like a normal flu. There was a very heavy weight-like feeling, like a veil on their chest. 
Several of those that did visit a doctor were diagnosed with some sort of unusual viral pneumonia. And watching the, the statistics and data on all the various websites just to see where Illinois is, where I live, and where Florida is, where I was for the first two months of this year for work. But it's interesting to see those two states sort of flip-flopping. But what's really interesting is that you look at the number of testing that the states have done, and Florida has been testing about twice as many people as Illinois, which is kind of frightening. Um, number one, because we're not getting the tests. Why aren't we getting the tests? And a friend mentioned to me, well, it's because we have a Democratic governor, and I hate that this is political, but, but is it? Is it? I just noticed a live video on YouTube of a protest in Ohio against the lockdown. People are seeing the numbers and the numbers don't make sense to them. And it's not the numbers are not as high as they think they should be and you can say it's because of the social distancing. It's the percentage of people staying home and recuperating on their own and the number of deaths don't add up to what we were told it was going to be. My son worked in a restaurant and um, they were all laid off immediately as soon as they shut down the city. And they all applied for unemployment and he told me that two of the guys that he knows were denied unemployment. He hasn't heard anything and it's been three weeks. So he's on the lower rung economically and completely broke and has nothing coming in and no idea when anything is gonna come in. His roommate is still working and his roommate is getting irritated because <laughs> he hasn't been able to get another job. So it's creating a little strife in their house. He could lose his roommate situation and then have no place to live. Thank you so much to Joan, Catherine, Alicia, Sandy, Diane, and Megan, whose voices you heard in this episode. My kid's husband and neighbor also made guest appearances at the Easter Bunny Parade. The sounds of the Ohio protest are from a video taken by Scott Shoemaker that he posted on Facebook Live. The video also appeared on the Headliner channel on YouTube. The Transmission Times Project is collecting audio diaries from people like you during this pandemic so that we can create an archive to document this moment in history. If you'd like to join the Transmission Times and add your voice and your story to the archive and possibly be on the podcast, we'd love to have you. Please sign up at transmissiontimes.org join. 
That's transmissiontimes.org slash join. If you're happy just listening, that's great too. Thank you for being here. Please feel free to share this request for audio diaries and the podcast as widely as you like. Thanks. I'm Katie Semro. This is the Transmission Times. Mountain